good afternoon. Yeah, welcome to episode 81. 81, <laughs> yes, and it's the weekend. It is. So this is a, hence the afternoon, because we <laughs> a bit more chilled out on the weekends. So what are we talking about today? Um, affirmations, positive affirmations, um, and whether or not they're effective. Because mm, you and I have two completely different approaches to this, don't we? I, you do them and I don't. <laughs> yeah, um, and also the wider world kind of shares that a bit. Some, some people think they, they're essential and they work, um, and other, there's studies to argue that they don't work. Right. Um, and so I kind of want to be, explore that. Um, but as with lots of things in life, there's kind of a, a yes and no, there's, a, there's like a, a middle ground there. Yeah, well, I think the the most the, the one time where because I've never done them, like ne- that's a lie. I've never done them consistently, mm. and the only time I felt compelled to do them was after we did Tony Robbins's UPW because mm-hmm. he he goes off on one during UPW about the importance of affirmations mm-hmm. and how you have to because the whole principle of UPW is about connecting like you have to change your state before you even have an attempt to change your mind on mm-hmm. something and. So we introduced state change to the affirmations. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? I do. Um, I mean, you say you don't use them, but you kind of do to a point, in, almost intrinsically, because you are... So I walk around going, I'm awesome, I'm <laughs> awesome, yeah, I'm, yeah that, that's me that's being kind awesome. Of, that's, that's kind of where I'm going, though. It, it till, I mean, not, not at that extreme, but you are a naturally positive person. You do tend to think on the positive. Um, and you've always said that, um, you know, you had great messaging as a child that that um, your, your dad was very much like, we're Johnsons, we're always all right. And Johnson's my surname, by the way. So if you're listening to this in America <laughs> and you're thinking, you're saying you're all penises. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not walking around going, yeah, <laughs> that's my surname. You know that, it says it on the front of the podcast. Oh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, isn't it annoying that that name is associated with that? So, hey, sorry. It's still a common name in America as well, don't worry. Yeah, it is actually, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. no, you're right. So there was... But you had that positive reinforcement. Okay. Which counteracts any, like, negative reinforcement you might have had from school or, you know, teachers or whatever. Or I'm not saying you did, but it, it, it does that balancing act for you. Yeah, I suppose everybody I've met that do affirmations on a regular basis tend to be doing it to counterbalance a naturally negative exactly and that yeah. and that's my point and and actually some of the studies on on affirmations and this is where there's like a, a middle ground that needs to be found is that for the unfortunately for the people that need the most the people right. with the with the negative kind of mindset um it they're actually um not just it, it non-effective um but can actually make things worse right okay um because if you've been this is for the people that need the most yeah right okay. so um so who do you clarify as somebody that needs it most? so if you if you've been told like just for example that you're ugly by your your parents or something all your right. life you've been told you're you, you know you can't be a model you're fat and ugly sorry that's just the way life is but yeah. maybe you've got a great personality instead or or you know you're you're really clever that's where you like but you're not going to win any beauty contests and you've had this kind of regular messaging right all your life yeah and then when you're older you sit there and look in a mirror telling yourself i'm beautiful i am which is what the kind of affirmations tell you to to do to counteract these these messages your brain will actually like be kicking off going no i'm not no i'm not no i'm not okay. and actually reinforces the negative more yeah and that's because by using affirmations in that very basic linear format by just literally kind of looking in a mirror and repeating it all the time you're only hitting your conscious you're not hitting your subconscious yeah well because that's uh, and your subconscious is where all those negative thoughts lie yeah well you've just made me remember why the upw thing and when tony robbins was talking about um affirmations why it had an impact more of an impact than any other time that i'd spoken about inf- uh, or i'd been in a discussion about affirmations before yeah. or seen it or read it or whatever um was because he he framed it as um like if there's weeds in your garden yeah sitting there and saying there's no weeds in my garden there's no weeds in my exactly. garden there's there's still bloody weeds in your garden yeah. you have to take some action that exactly. reinforces the statement exactly you've got to do a lot of unpicking of the 
subconscious. Right. A lot of, um, uh, you know, damage control, really, yeah. before positive affirmations will work. Yeah. Um, and as I say, just kind of blindly saying them will actually make things worse. Yeah, it's like me turning around saying, okay, I'm six foot five, I'm six foot five, exactly. six foot, I'm only five foot seven. Exactly. So it's like, it's like nothing's going to change. Yeah. So yeah, I suppose, but this is part of the problem with the mental game, right? Is that it's, especially when it's about, um, like, uh, not opportunity, what's the word that I'm thinking of? The... Like the ability that you could do something, the potential. Yes. Sorry. When we when we're talking about potential in people. Yeah. So because there's everyone like there's this common theme where people say say that one of the things that we all share is this potentiality, this yeah. this limitless source of potential that we just need to tap into. But there's but the problem with that is that you have to disengage with reality. You have to dis uh, what, what do they say when you uh, watch a movie? It's like you have to suspend belief. Belief, yeah, yeah. Right? So, and that's the challenge sometimes, right? Yeah. So the Because a lot of, um, of these kind of aspirational messages that you might be saying to yourself, you are suspending belief to one degree or another. Yeah. And it's, it's the level that you're, it's like you have to be quite choosy as about which thing you're suspending, yeah. which, which, which is what makes this whole concept very tricky right yeah exactly that's why it works for some people and not for others or on some occasions and not for others because exactly. unless you are careful about how you choose them it, it does nothing yeah it, it, the, the key is that it needs to be combined with a lot of other self-development tools i mean if you're like i don't know um someone like i don't know mo farah for example like, right and, and, the runner yeah um you know he can stand at the the start line and talk to himself positively and say all these things and it and it's likely to make a difference because yeah because he's got anecdotal evidence he's as got well, the right? evidence he's got the training he, and all he is is kind of just pepping himself up he's just right. taking it that last inch as it were if he was just if someone of his equal ability was to stand next to him and sit there saying to themselves i'm kidding myself i'm not going to do this yeah then you then there would probably be a difference between their performance if they were both exactly the same yeah but if i went and stood next to mo farah and sat there saying i've got this i'm <laughs> gonna do great i'm not gonna beat him you no. know and and so it there's got to be um it's got to be kind of within the right circumstances yeah i mean mental game plays a part like you see the the i like um ufc right so all the the martial arts the fighting stuff and yeah. I, I follow some of that and one of there's a there's a there's a handful of people in the ufc that's who, who are very good at just talking down talking in a way that just completely destroys the so the, the mental game of their opponent right like conor mcgregor you've heard of obviously yeah. and he's like that trash talking and all that kind of stuff yeah. is, he's very good because what he will do is he will belittle the belittle his opponent publicly but it, it's a double-edged sword because what he does is he belittles the opponent publicly but at this and at the same time he will make himself appear way bigger to his opponent mm -hmm. so that mental game that that opponent has they yeah. could be of equal skills equal talent in fact his opponent might be better yeah than him but the there was a um there was a guy called aldo jose aldo or whatever his name was and um he'd never been defeated before right and um and he he had this awesome record and everyone was saying oh, he's gonna the chances are he's gonna knock conor mcgregor out and a lot of people said and he basically faced off on conor mcgregor and conor mcgregor knocked him out in his first punch <laughs> and um and it's and when you watch it in slow motion it's, it's insane but a lot of people say is the reason why he managed he got that opportunity he did it was yeah he was very skilled but also he got in the guy's head the yeah. guy the way a guy approached him and everything else yeah and yeah so it's not necessarily affirmation piece, but it shows how you can be very, very good at what you do. But if your mental game's not there, you exactly. can still run into a wall. And we've all got that like negative voice on our on our shoulder. You know that that one that's just like, what are the what are you doing? Who do you think you are doing this? You know, um, but some people one have it to more of a degree than others in the first place. But two, some people are much better at silencing that or mm. put, putting it on mute, and that that comes from. A lot of the messages that you were you kind of brought up with as a child so affirmations for your kids 
and to surround your kids with positive statements and you know quotes on the wall or whatever is mm. very powerful because that is going into their subconscious and it's going to take them through into adulthood yeah um but just trying to kind of fix a problem with a with a just a simple positive statement isn't going to do it so you've got to do a kind of lot of the the groundwork and the the unpicking and so you can't just do the the affirmations on their own you you, you need to be using like visualization and and really kind of more uh, like don't force the affirmations so um more like uncovering like questions and right. stuff so rather than you know, if you're if you're giving a presentation, for example, um, and you're you're think, you know you get that anxiety and you think, oh, this is going to be awful. Nobody's going to listen to me, or everyone's going to be bored, or whatever. Start instead of going right, no, no, no. I'm going to give the best presentation of my life and just like turning it on like a, a tap. Um, unpick it and be like, well, well, why am I going to give a bad presentation? When did I last give a good? Oh yeah, I gave a good presentation a few weeks or months back and people really liked that topic and oh so maybe if I focus on that topic and do you see what I mean and you, yeah. you're taking yourself to a better place through asking more positive questions rather than forcing yes I'm going to do this brilliantly even though you probably still feel like you're not yeah I guess it's it's okay I kind of so I'm I'm starting to get the affirmation piece in so so basically what you're doing is you're effectively reprogramming your internal messaging yes so that under times of stress or discomfort the first message that pops into your head isn't the one that reinforces the stress or discomfort yes. it's yeah. it's a message of no you're you're capable and you can get through this thing yeah. so to tie affirmations around like uh, uh, to think of them as stabilizers around yeah. like yeah. Uh, like certain circumstances that you might face in your day yeah. so going back to your analogy of i'm beautiful i'm beautiful i'm beautiful mm. a better um when you might look like a hairy pig, <laughs> whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like a better, a better affirmation might be, um, I accept myself and I, I am. To me, I am beautiful. To I or people or see beauty in me, or yeah, um, you know, um, uh, beauty isn't skin deep, or um, yeah, you know, all, yeah. There's, there's more, so, so that when you are faced with something that reinforces yeah. a negative, oh, you're not beautiful. Yeah. It, it's like, well, okay, but the affirmation that you said takes that negative and, and says, no, I'm, I'm not in a traditional sense. Yeah, exactly. Sense, yeah, there's more ways than one But to be I am this. Yeah, exactly. And, and because, and that's like, that's a, the beauty one's a really good one to, to concentrate on just in that, um, that, that whole phrase of beauty's in the eye of the beholder and that lot is, is so correct in so many ways in that it's it's subjective. There are models and there are people that people rave about who I look at and I just don't understand. Mm. I'm like, what is all the fuss about this well, person? Well, and the, and the opposite. There's um, uh, in part of the research I was doing for today's episode, um, uh, which I didn't know, but apparently Jane Fonda, who was obviously considered a beautiful woman, mm. um, in her autobiography, she thought she was as ugly as sin. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that was obviously just all her internal... And she used to really cringe when anybody complimented her because it was so against what she believed about herself. Yeah, that she that, felt it was almost false what yeah, they were saying. Yeah, she couldn't process it. Yeah, and it's weird, isn't it, how we go through these, like we all have them, we have these mechanisms that are there to reinforce a negative, like, and that we have to edu like train our brains to to not do those things. Yeah. It's, it's a weird, because we all kind of go, especially as adults, once you get through childhood, you're, you're just let go. You're just like, off you go and everything yeah. else. And I've spoken, to, and we've spoken to people on this podcast where they're like, oh, I don't do the whole positive mindset stuff. I don't do any of that kind of stuff. I just get my head down and get all my stuff yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And and I think that's odd because you're learning about yourself yeah. and why you respond in certain ways and behave in certain ways is, is, is like a critical... That's the freedom you get as an adult that you don't get as a child. Mm -hmm. As a child, you're just you're instructed to behave in this way, to read this, to watch that, and always through yeah. your whole childhood. But as an adult, you can do whatever you like. Yeah. And that personal development side should be a daily, weekly, monthly. But again, practice. it all comes down to questioning. Yeah? yeah. Questioning your thinking. So, and if if affirmations 
can even just start that for you, then then mm. they're brilliant. And that's where it started with me. You know, you I, do them daily, don't you? Um, I do uh, more more so written than kind of walking around saying things out loud or in my head. Um, but I but I have struggled with them as well because I, um, I, I didn't do very well at exams when I was a kid. I was always um quite good at like um assignments like projects and mm. things. But when it came to do an exam. I never got the results I kind of deserved because I'd put the work in. Yeah. But I always kind of came, kind came in subpar, even if I thought it had gone quite well. Even though you've got two points more IQ than me. Yes, I have. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> can't remember what that is now. No, I can't. Um, I, I can because my IQ's actually better. But... <laughs> IQ's not memory. <laughs> See, that's why you're too ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> um but I but when it came to my A levels I was like right I'm going to I'm going to really just I'm going to beast this I'm going to get it and I and I'd had like I think I'd been dumped by my first boyfriend not long before that so I was like sorry I'm just going to put my head in my books and just get on with this and I spent months revising and to the point that I did my neck in because yeah. I was like this all the time and um and I did loads of affirmations alongside it and um visualizations of me like opening the results on results day and being really happy and all mm-hmm. of this and I worked really hard on it and I was pretty convinced I was going to do quite well because I was just like I ticked all the boxes you know yeah. I've studied I've done the affirmations I've done the visualization I've got this and um and I I didn't do anywhere near as well as I wanted to do and right. I didn't get into the university I wanted to, um and and that's always thrown me. I even now I look back and go, why didn't that work? But it's but having done a lot of kind of questioning and uncovering all of this, I really it, it it was it was a forcing thing because I didn't go you know I'm going to get good grades because I actually did get good grades. I just didn't get the grades that I'd wanted. No. Um, and I was in a really really high um, high flyers college, mm. so I was like of the lower end of, of all these high flyers. But if you compare me to the like the whole country, I did fine. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize at the time, and I was just devastated. Uh, and I honestly acted like someone had died because yeah, I yeah. just didn't know what to but do. But there was a lot of pressure on you as well then, then yeah, as well. Because there would have been a pressure on your par- by your parents to get deliver a certain result yeah. because they'd invested a lot of money and time and get you through that yeah, education. Exactly. But, yeah. Hey, sorry, can I just sorry where I was going with that? Yeah, but, go on. But what I realised is I, I was forcing it. You know, my affirmations were things like, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to get a top grade. I'm going to get an A. Yeah. Things like that. Rather than... I've got. I believe in myself. I know yeah. I can do this. I'm. I'm. Um. You know. I've. I've studied hard. I'll get what I need and things like this. Right. It, Which it are way forced. more empower and they're yeah. way more empowering messages to give yourself, irrespective of the result. And yeah, the result, I had this right? very closed, narrow vision of, of mm-hmm. what I was affirming and wasn't really in touch with reality yeah and that's what i was about to say about that was that that's where you have to be really careful about the questions or the messages that you give yourself right because if you make them very specific to it's like one of the things in business that's very common is other business uh that business friends of ours will say you want the lamborghini put down that you want the Lamborghini mm. and say the date that you're going to get it and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, that's all well and good. And I get it. It's like it crystallizes some form of motivation in you. But motivation is a dangerous thing in itself because motivation is fleeting, right? If it, I was asked a question the other day on social media about what's more important, motivation or discipline? And I was like, well, discipline every time. Yeah. Because there's a hell of a lot that happens in, in business that... Um, where you where you really don't want to do something, <laughs> yeah. where you're really unmotivated, but it's the discipline that gets you through getting it done. Well, that to, is discipline, and it's that's like the definition of discipline, isn't it? To yeah. do something when you're not motivated. Exactly, to do it. motivation <laughs> is is yeah is is not going to get you through in life. Motivation gets you started on stuff, but it doesn't get you finished yeah, yeah, on yeah. stuff. Discipline gets you finished on stuff. So you've got so I get why people do these kind of cars and and you know, I'm going to have this by this date and all this kind of stuff and they say I'm going to own it. and then they say I'm going to have a million pounds in my bank or I'm yeah. going to have this and that and, that. and I think those types of affirmation things you've got to uh, they're good to do if you understand why you're doing it mm-hmm. if you're I think if you're doing affirmations where you're saying I'm going to have a million pounds in my bank uh, and all this kind of stuff and you say that to yourself every day and you're saying that to yourself because you want a million pounds in your bank by that particular date, then you're setting yourself up to get smacked in the face yeah. by, by yourself yeah. down the road. Because when that date comes and goes, you're going to get really, you're going to, you're going to do what you did. Yeah. It's like, what's the point of affirmations? 
However, if you're doing that form of affirmation where it's not date specific, but I'm going to have one day a million pounds, you're, and you're specifically doing it because you know that you have a scarcity mindset, i.e. you have a view that you're not worthy of having money, you're not worthy of, mm. there's not enough money out there, there's mm. not enough that exactly. you're ever going to do, but and you're saying those things to yourself on a daily basis because you know that that gets over that feeling of not being worthy, then that's a, that's a positive way to use affirmations. Yes. If you're just saying it because by January of next year you want a million pounds and that's it, that's a... Well, no, I take it a step further. So you, you say that's a positive way of using affirmations. And I see where you're going that, but that, that bumps up against your negative belief again and when it'll actually reinforce it. Right. And that explicit example that you gave that I want a million, million pounds but you don't believe you're worthy of money, you need to start with... I'm worthy of money. There's oh, plenty see, yeah, of money yeah. out there for everybody. Yeah, and, yeah. and if you, it's a scarcity response, it's like uh, there, there, there is abundance. Exactly. There is plenty of money out exactly. there for everybody. There's plenty of opportunity. Yeah, it's the okay, belief ask that, that ha- question. Exactly, it's oh, the I belief see. that has to change yeah. before you can then affirm something specific if that's where you want to go yeah. with it. But you you have to change that belief. Otherwise, you're just reinforcing it. Yeah. Your negative mind's going, hey, this doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. And, well, and there's also the, the aspect of there's so much that you don't know you don't know right now there's like you don't know what if you're starting out in business or in in whatever project you're in you might only know the first bit of start out but in every everything there's stages to everything and there's a beginning phase there's the middle and then there's the end of whatever it is and each one of those phases requires an entirely different set of skills headspace resources than than the previous part yeah and that's in most things in life, right? Yeah. Not just in business. And so, you, so when people put these arbitrary like numbers yeah. on dates and they don't have the means, sorry, the assets to deliver those things, yeah. that's silly in my yeah, mind. Exactly. It, but if you have the assets, you're just not bloody stepping up every day to yeah. deliver it, then that's a different conversation. Well, that's but, the thing. An affirmation should go along with a load of other tools. You can't right. just sit there you know, laying on the sofa saying, I'm, uh, I know, or I, I can run a marathon next week or something like exactly, that and not yeah. do anything about it. You know, yeah, because you, you'll die. Yeah, it's, it's a great <laughs> starting point an affirmation, but yeah, but if anything, it just gives you the tools. Yeah. I mean, for example, Louise Hay, who I, I've been a big fan of and, and she's kind of what, what started me on my whole self-development. That was the first book you read, wasn't it? Yeah, when I was, 16. Is that the rainbow coloured one? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, You Can Heal Your Life. It's right. her most famous book. And I've um, I've read that, God, like 15 times or something. Mm. A lot. I've got like a real dog-eared copy of it. We should get her on the podcast. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> There's no amount of affirmations that are going to get her back on that one, is it? <laughs> she died when she was 90. But anyway. Oh, did she? I didn't yes. realize she was that older. Was that? Yes. Yeah. So, well, this is. Her, I mean, I know you don't know much about it because I don't, you've not clearly, her, I know nothing. Obviously, about her. I've never but read her book. She, she, um, had she had a tough life anyway. She had um, like uh, um, spousal abuse and and all sorts of and terrible childhood and all sorts. But when she was in her seventies, yeah, not seventies, sorry, nineteen seventies, in the nineteen seventies, she uh, was diagnosed with cervical cancer, right, um, and incurable and inoperable. You know, you've got a few months if if you're lucky type uh, diagnosis right. um, and that was her pivotal moment um, and everything in her life changed from that point because um, she went on this discovery of self-love self-belief um, taking control of her thoughts being kinder to herself because she'd always beaten herself up because of everything she'd been through and cured herself of cancer right but she didn't cure herself of cancer just by saying affirmations you no. know she took control of her life she she undid all the negative stuff going on um, that she put up with for her whole life. She she obviously would have been eating healthily and, and making changes in that way. She didn't just sit there saying, I've not got cancer. No. Do you see what I mean? And, yeah. and so it, it, it's a part of everything. It's It can be the catalyst to everything changing, but it's not going to work just on its own. No. Yeah, I suppose that's the same with everything, isn't it? That's the same with like, whether it be exercise or anything. It's, it's normally the... It's normally success in any of these aspects is is a construction of lots of smaller component parts yeah. that you deliberately do. Yeah. 
each day. Yeah. Right? And affirmations, you know, I, I still believe in them. They can absolutely make that that stronger and and they certainly help me if I'm in a funk like and I'm I can hear the negative talk going on in my head you know turning that around into positive statements or more positive statements because that's the other the thing they don't have to be the direct opposite right you know you, you can just go on this kind of step change to bringing yourself out of, of ne- negative talk yeah I think the I mean you you kind of got into the Head like working out what the hell's going on with your headspace by reading books like that and and like the challenges you had when you were younger and uh, and all these kind of things. Um, I think my introduction to understanding what was going on in my head and how it was affecting people and how my headspace was affecting my result yeah. was sales training randomly. Mm-hmm. It was like whenever I got I held a lot of sales type roles in my. 20s in my mid to late 20s and into my early 30s we were I was involved in quite sales type things and and I realized that if I entered into a sales type negotiation with the wrong messaging in my head I'd be interpreting the responses Mm, like magnified the negative yeah right and and it would it it would preclude any positives no positives would be seen in it no opportunities would be seen in it Whereas when I was in a positive state of mind and I and I was I approached the whole thing in a positive, even when I got a negative response, I could see where the it was almost like yeah I'm prepared for that yeah that response. Well, that's and I, it's almost like a dismissed like I can get around that. That's yeah, not a that's what um, Tony Robbins refers to as priming, isn't it? Yeah, because um, he's got he. When he when we did the um, UPW and he was talking about affirmations, mm-hmm. he he does um, like combining it with like a physical movement. Yeah, he's to, to he, empower you with that statement. Yeah, he thinks he he's a great like kind of teacher of this whole concept of state change and that you can't you shouldn't try and change anything in your mind without changing your physical state first. Yeah, so change your physical state, then change your mental state. And so when he does affirmations, the way he teaches it is i mean he's i mean the guy if, if anybody that hasn't looked at the tony robbins stuff he's like six foot four he's a giant he's like that, i think is he uh, think uh, whatever he is but the guy's a giant right <laughs> i mean in every way isn't he? Yeah. his hands are enormous his head's enormous <laughs> like he's a big guy and he's got a big booming voice isn't he mm-hmm. and like so and he'll walk around uh, and when we were there he was walking around the stage and he's just like I would walk round and and I'd go, I am this, and he and he'd like bang his chest, and he'd yeah. be like, I I do believe I'm going to do this, and I'm going to be that, and all this kind of stuff, and those were his affirmations, and of course everybody in the in the audience is all fired up and ramped up and everything else, and it's like, oh yeah, that's exactly how I'm going to do affirmations. I'm going to do this, bang my chest, and walk around, and of course you get home and you don't do any of that, yeah. you know, and like I would say probably ninety nine percent of the audience never did that type of affirmation stuff you know but again because it 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 kind of bumps up negatively against who you are you need it might work for some and don't get me wrong it it is really powerful um because i've listened to that i am the voice you're talking about is his is kind of yeah i mean yeah yeah. um and, and i've listened to that before like at the end of a workout or something but i'm already in that kind of heightened state yeah if i listened to that when i was like really what is it called because i I am the voice yeah, because it's that's real. Like, if you want to feel yeah, you can just, find it on YouTube. You can if yeah, you want to feel ramped snippet. up, and yeah. it's great. But that's what I mean. It ramped up. So I, mm. I will. I've often listened to that at the end of a workout. Yeah. But I'm already halfway there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I if I listen to that when I'm like depressed, laying on the sofa, I'm just gonna be like, oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you've you've got to kind of take take steps. Don't. I think this is some of the research I was doing on on this. Um, earlier was there's kind of like this third wave of um this is what they're referring to it of like psychology right um where instead of like just trying to change your state and trying to just know you're not depressed and you're like tough talk and all of that kind of stuff right. there's this this kind of third wave movement of the of acceptance okay and so that you know if you are in a bad mood or whether just accept it yeah, and just you, you don't wallow in it. There's a difference. Yeah. Don't, yeah. But just just sit with it for a bit. And be like, it's all right. I'm just in a bit of a bad mood. Accept it, and take yourself out of it in steps rather than 
trying to force this like round peg in a square hole kind of thing. I I get where you're going with that, and I and I completely square peg in a round hole. Sorry, yeah. I realised a round peg would probably fit in a square hole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I keep with. <laughs> um, so the problem I've got a little bit with the uh, I I think so. I often do this in an episode. I often go, so we're doing this episode in. So this is early February of 2021, yep. right? So COVID and all this kind of stuff. Lockdowns still very prominent right yeah. now across everywhere. January just vanished. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. Blinked and it's gone. So, um, but, I, and I've, I've been like kind of dipping my toe into LinkedIn a bit more. I don't tend to use that very often, but across the whole LinkedIn thing is the mental health thing, which I think is a very... It's very good that that's being the message about it's okay that, that mental health is, a, is an issue that we should be able to talk about yeah. and um, and and creating awareness for those issues, especially because it's probably more prominent now in terms of because of lockdown, because of fears of income and all that kind of stuff. So I'm all for that. I think it's important that just like we're doing now, it's important yeah. to be able to openly discuss when there's a problem and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that, right? The bit I kick out a little bit internally over is it's yes, it's okay to be to be in a grumpy state or whatever it is, if that's your processing to get you out into a more into a more productive, healthy, happy yeah. state, right? Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I think that's an. I think beating beating yourself up for like saying you're worthless or stupid or whatever for being in a grumpy state. Just reinforces the grumpy state. Yeah, absolutely. It's like if the world's shit right now and it's created you to be in a funk, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. But take the steps to get yourself out of a yeah, funk that's so exactly you can what tackle the world. At, but they're yeah. steps. They are steps, yeah. definitely. The bit I kick out at is when people use mental health yeah. or a grumpy state or depression or anything like that as an alibi yeah, for agree. bad behaviour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 that's it that that's a that's a problem in my mind that's not being discussed. Mm-hmm. Like there's almost this aspect of you can't call out bad behavior because it's being hidden behind some other, behind maybe a, a, a grumpy state of depression or whatever. Yeah. It, or, or, and I'm not saying grumpy state and depression are the same thing before anyone shouts at me because we're very aware of what depression is, don't we? We know what it is. But the but what I'm saying is you have to take it's about responsibility yeah. I suppose is the message I'm trying to make and it's about our own personal responsibility to deal with our own shit yeah. if you like without making it somebody else's yeah. problem yeah and one of the things that we were told by good friends of ours on our travels was yeah um because they, they had this they had four boys yeah. or have four boys. And um, and when one of them would kick off, or even when one of the adults would kick off, yeah. the mother would always say, look, it's fine, you got to be grumpy, but you don't need to, and you don't have to have a reason yeah. to be grumpy or unhappy. Yeah. It's not, you don't have to explain yourself, but don't make it our problem. Yeah. Resolve it yourself and, yeah, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And, um, and if you need help yeah. in resolving it, we're here to help and support you. Yeah. But if you want to use us as a punch bag, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then that's not acceptable. Yeah. And it, that I thought that was a really intelligent way of giving their children the ability to analyse their behaviour, yeah. their emotions, understanding that, am I, is this problem something that I need to figure out or yeah. is it something I just need to get go through and yeah. do I need to make it their problem? But that's what I meant at the, the beginning of this podcast when I said there's a, there's a middle ground because there's, there's another danger that you have on the flip side of that, where uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day, where what did she call it? Um, paper positivity right. is what, what she called it, um, which was where you're just papering over the cracks okay. and pretending everything's fine. And that's in a way what what forced affirmations can do. When I'm fine, everything's <laughs> good. I've got no problems. The world's rosy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Whereas underneath, you're like dying and, and just want to kick yeah. out everything you so that's what i mean by acknowledge it you know um yeah. and that's that's the kind of third wave psychology that they're calling it um uh, that you can just accept things about yourself and work on improving them you know yeah. um if, if you go go back to the like a fitness analogy if someone's like overweight or whatever 
So they're saying, I'm really thin. Or, right. or, or you know, is that I acknowledge where I am right now, but I'm making steps to be healthier. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm on the way to a healthier place or something mm. along those lines. So you're not papering over it and pretending and living in this paper positivity. Um, but you're but you're making the right steps to change your mindset and to get in a better place. Yeah, because you understand that it's not helping you. Yeah. But it's also not helping the ones that you care about yeah. either. So and it's that's a bit I think is really important about responsibility. And that's yeah, it's like the, owning it, isn't it? It is. And yeah. I mean, we've mentioned this uh, on on a previous episode, and I hope you don't mind me mentioning it now. But one of the reasons why you're so tuned into these things is because. You had to. You've had bouts of depression. You have to fight it. You're. You don't. You don't go through a year without having to fight. No. Like fight some de- depression episode, and you. And it is depression, yeah, right? Yeah. But and you. You. You take the the steps to mitigate the issues of that because you can see it coming. Yeah. And then when it does hit, you. And, and that's what I mean about responsibility because one of the things that you never do is you. You. You might have a like a situation where you want to kick out Mm -hmm. and you might inadvertently kick out Mm. but you immediately own that kicking out Mm. you always turn around and go that was me Mm. because i'm in this state yeah yeah and i'm doing xyz to get myself out of this state i apologize yeah but you need to accept that i I need to accept that i'm in this state right now you need to accept i'm in it and i'm doing the things i need to do to get myself out of that yeah and i think that's why I've, i've started to kind of talk more openly about it in this podcast and I've actually started to reach out to you um, with other people that have like been looking for guests for their podcast on mm-hmm. mental health and stuff like that because um, you know I'm 40 in a couple of weeks and I've just finally kind of come to the realization that it's never going to be something I can just cure mm-hmm. you know it's it's something that I've had to live with for since I think the first kind of proper memory I've got of it when was when I was about 13 is when, yeah. I, when I really realized that because actually it, I, I always remember it because everything was going right in my life for a change mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was just, and but I was really depressed and I was like what gives mm-hmm. like, everything's fine why am I feeling like this and that that's why I kind of really remembered that that moment but anyway I've I've dealt with it for so long that I've I've just I have it's acceptance again I have kind of accepted that it's not something I can change. This is like you joked about your height. I can't change this, yeah. but I can do stuff about it, and I can yeah. help others do stuff about it. Hopefully, um, and that's why I've begun to open up about because I always saw it as a weakness. I always yeah. saw it as a as um. But actually, I've begun to think of it as a strength. Yeah, yeah, because it's, you're. It teaches me so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're. Uh, it isn't like the the stuff that you do to to mitigate those issues. Yeah is a daily practice mm. that, but you recognize you're, I would say you are more, is empathetic the right word, but you have more empathy and understanding about people's behavior yeah. uh, than I do mm. in some cases. Cause I'm a bit of a bull in a china shop sometimes mm. with stuff. Cause I'm a, well, I'm a guy and I, I and I'm a, and feelings, <laughs> I know. And I'm sure there's a, there might be some guys listening to this going, Oh, you're just such a, Whatever, but lots of women listening, rolling their eyes. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but feelings are for wimps. <laughs> but no, the the point is, uh, it's for for me as a man, as it's like feelings is something you deal with after the fact. Just mm. get the stuff done. Mm. Let's get your head down and stop being a wimp and all mm. this kind of stuff. And um, and yeah, whereas that's that often, especially with our kids and stuff. Yeah. That's often not the best way to deal with something, yeah. and and you'll recognise things way sooner than I'll recognise things, whether it's in other people or mm. or with ki- our kids. So well, certainly added a lot more strength, I would say. Yeah, and also resilience. I yeah. think I can deal with a lot more being thrown at me than a lot of other people. Yeah, because I've found all these tools. I mean, the stuff that we've gone through over the last twelve months would have broken a lot of people, I think. And I think that your com- our combination of your natural lean on the bright side optimism anyway, mm-hmm. and my tools that I've kind of developed to deal with stuff has made us very resilient. Yeah, and also it's not just, it's not it's not just lean on the bright side. It's like, okay, yeah, life's crap right now. Well, yeah, like you, when we go through that, yeah. but it's like that, we've always had the philosophy that, um, that 
yet like in tough times that's when the when the really good things happen like in terms of you're yeah. being forged in some way you're there you being... go see there's your optimism yeah i suppose but yeah. i did do you a disservice with that because i think your your strength isn't just your optimism it, it comes from your your belief in stoicism and, and yeah exactly and there's a lot of power in that i think it's the most important thing yeah. i think we we don't i think it's a shame that we don't embrace difficult things mm. you know in difficult times i think it's um it's it's what forms our character it's what if it, those experiences will kept, like the experiences that we've gone through in the last 12 months and many of us have gone through in 12 months will stay with us for the rest of our lives yeah. and if if we can persevere learn adapt and grow yeah these would be some of the most formative important times in our life right yeah, yeah. will there there's and there's so much good there's no good that comes out of comfort no right there's out of comfort comes laziness like sloth like all of those things right complacency mm-hmm. all of those things that comes out of comfort mm-hmm. discomfort is what what makes us but that's not to say that you should just like run into things blindly yeah. and um and and not to say that we're all blessed david goggins or jocko willing in fact they're a great example right david goggins and jocko willing have gone through some of the toughest things you can ever imagine mm-hmm. and they are so in my simple brain mm. such a full, so fully formed in their and, view um, of the world and how they adapt to stuff what's the other one that you listen to a lot jordan peterson jordan peterson he's yeah. been through a lot as well a hell of a lot. well he manages depression mm. himself mm-hmm. severe depression mm. himself one of his re- reasons why he's a psychologist is because he wanted to understand that about himself exactly why i got into all of this stuff exactly. it used to it drive me mad that it was something i, I well self self-confessed control freak as you know I am I hate the fact that I can't control it yeah. that's why I've spent decades finding out ways to not control it still can't control it mm-hmm. but to manage it exactly and understand yeah. it yeah right and understand that it's not you who you are yeah. it's what you're being subjected to yeah. like your physiology 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 is is what's changing yes which is creating this change in your mental state yes and that's and that's what you're trying to manage. Yeah, yeah. And but that makes you stronger for it. Yeah. And and we're kind of taught almost like this this thing of oh it's okay you shouldn't you shouldn't have to go through this because like for example it would be easy for me to turn around and say well I don't think it's fair that you have to go through all of that mm. kind of stuff and and all this kind of stuff. But who is it for me to say what's fair mm. or what? Because I don't know where you're going to be end up or mm-hmm. how the 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 pain of what you're going through right now how that's going to change you and form mm. you for the future right well it's the difference between um we said it on another podcast episode i can't remember what it was now but um the difference between the why and the what question because mm-hmm. the why would be like oh, why do i suffer with this and why this and why is it so unfair yeah. and blah 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 but the what is what can i do about it yeah what can i change what can i uh, and that's where a lot of these kind of tools come from yeah so it's, it's about change again it's questions you know the, the two kind of biggest things you can do for yourself i personally believe is question everything mm-hmm. um you know never just kind of but empowering assume. questions yeah yeah, so, yeah 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 uh never just kind of assume stuff even about yourself even even you never you know really kind of know yourself you can yeah. you can uh, question those assumptions and to just work on on self-belief that's, yeah that's the biggest power if you all the affirmations, if you think about it, all these kind of positive statements, they're all just forms of self-belief. They are, and I think I think it might be without getting too deep into this, because, but because um, we're there's a thing called um, is it SNR or whatever it is, spiritual but not religious. Oh, not it's heard a of new is not a new, um, but someone was telling me about this a, um, a few months back, where there's basically a new movement where there's a huge chunk of society who are they're not religious, but they understand that there's more going on in the world yeah. than, uh, and in life than just, um, than just oh, we were born and then we die, and then yeah. there's just this thing in between, yeah. right? There's, it's like, um, and that's becoming a bigger and bigger thing. And I, and I would say that you and I fit into that category because yeah. we're not, we don't follow a, a religious practice mm-hmm. as such, but we are open to spirituality and all this kind of thing. Yeah. But 
I think the consequence of that is that we are um, we don't have the anchors that have been created over thousands of years that help, or rather the the kind of reinforcements that's been created over thousands of years by intelligent people that understand that oh you need these fa financial uh, financial foundational structures in play just to be a good human being a productive mm. happy good human being mm. right and so um because if you look at forget all the like all the craziness that can happen in religious yeah. stuff right if you look at the fundamentals of faith. character yeah and faith right yeah. And one of the things I've always been quite envious of is this uh, um, is this concept of um, that things happen for a reason and that um, someone's got my back. They're teaching me a lesson, like God or whatever it is, yeah. is teaching me, is, is putting me through these because they have bigger plans for me down the road. Mm. That they're giving, this adversity is happening for a reason. Sorry, you do or don't... I've, uh, uh, I, at some level, that. I think of that. Right. I think about that in that way. Right. I definitely think about that. But I'm, I'm, I think it's interesting that that's um, within like a lot of religious yeah. kind of. I don't know if it's in religious texts because I don't read any religious texts. Yeah. But that's the messaging you get. Like yeah. I'm going through this adversity because he or God or whatever has got something better for me in mind. Yeah. Right. And I think that's that's. An, that's the beauty of faith, yes, right? Yeah. It's the importance of faith. It's understanding that, okay, I don't understand what's going on right now. Yes. But I'm going to step up and be the best person yeah, I am yeah. because this person is, this being or whatever is, is looking after me right now yeah. and I'll be all right in the end. They've yeah, got yeah, a, yeah. I'm, this is part of a bigger plan. Mm -hmm. And what, I think when you sit in the spiritual, not religious, or even atheist or whatever camp, mm -hmm. you don't have those reinforcements. Mm -hmm. You don't have that messaging. Mm -hmm. So... And that's that's quite a um, kind of a doomsday way of looking at mm. life. And in fact, some of the people, well, in fact, no, in fact, all of the people I know who are very kind of fatalistic and like doomsday-ish and all this kind mm. of stuff tend to be atheists yeah. or, or those. And that's not to say that everybody's like that, but the people I personally know, they have no religious foundation to fall yeah. back on. Yeah. And so subsequently, they're very, like, I feel this way, mm. and so the world's, like, we're all doomed, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, So that's, yeah, I know it's a bit off track, yeah. but I think that's part of the problem, why we do all these messaging to ourselves, yeah. and because to try and navigate some of this stuff. But like, if you're a religious person, you probably get that anyway. You yes. get all of that. But, but alongside the, <coughs> the very religious again have that belief in themselves yeah because um i mean i don't want to kind of put words in their mouth because as you say we're, we're not really religious but from religious people i've known you know they refer to themselves as like a child of god or something mm -hmm. like that and, and they have a lot of very positive um feelings about themselves well yeah because you see what I mean. he loves you exactly. who you are and all this kind exactly. of stuff so irrespective of the adversity and everything else and that's what's so interesting about, I mean, that's not what the episode's about, but that's what's so interesting about the, what and I think is a massively positive aspect yeah. of religion anyway, yeah. is that, okay, you might have been dealt a really crap hand, yeah. but this being or and this thing has, those are, is, has got your back yeah. and uh, you will... You, you will come through this and you'll yeah. be stronger for it. And, and you've yes. got that to fall back on in the faith, but as I say, it... it those people really believe in themselves as well. If you, if you take any really successful person in life, whether it be a, a, a you know businessman, a billionaire, mm -hmm. a, an athlete, um, you know, I was going to say a politician, that's probably not a good example. I'm thinking like I don't know, a Nobel Prize winner, like a scientist, yeah, or yeah. any any you know people top of their fields. They all really believe in themselves, yeah. and they have an innate positivity in yeah. them. And I think that's where affirmations can be dangerous when they are just surface level when yeah. they are just repeat these positive statements and you'll be like them yeah you should never just lift affirmations off somebody else's affirmation yeah they that's what i mean for you yeah. to, to act to stabilize and you've got to do the groundwork to go alongside it and yeah. um you know I, I again doing the research for this episode i was reading things about how do affirmations work and they're mm -hmm. like well repeat this five times and then yeah. write it down and it's like that's not it, it will help it will help 
but it's not going to do it by itself. You've no. got to do the groundwork to to uncover the the negative things, and you know whether that's just by questioning or whether you need to kind of have a therapist and talk things through or, or free writing like you said yeah, before free, all sorts of things you, I mean we won't go into the, all of that in this episode but it needs to be done alongside a lot of other work visualisations yeah. uh, meditation because that's the other thing that, that as I said at the beginning affirmations hit your con- conscious level and that's mm-hmm. the problem with them because mm-hmm. all your negative messaging comes from your subconscious mm-hmm. and I actually heard this stat the other day you know I said on one of the other, the other episodes it's like you have like 40,000 messages in your brain every day yeah, yeah, yeah. that's men Women have up to 80,000 messages in their oh, head Jesus. every day. So that's why women are more neurotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we can multitask because yeah. we can deal with all these messages. But anyway, so you imagine like 80,000 potentially negative messages buzzing around your head from, from you know, your subconscious because of things you've grown up with. Mm. And, and so you, you've got to do your best to mitigate that. And that will happen with affirmations. But you've yeah. got to do a lot of other work alongside that you know yeah and i think if you don't so if you don't have like alongside that work that is giving that's having faith in you yes yes in yourself Very much you so. know it's like it's understanding that okay i'm not perfect right now i'm not like these things are my circumstances aren't great right now but i have faith in myself that, that it, things will improve and christ if you're not a religious person like us we're not religious people and um, you have to find that faith in yourself because yeah. you, you, you don't get you don't get the outward like stability from other yeah. people saying that oh yeah by having faith like we have all of this so you don't have you have to find it in yourself and believe and it sounds trite but believe in yourself that yeah okay you will improve and yeah. and circumstances might not necessarily be in your control right now but as long as I'm working on myself, mm. uh, making myself stronger, and I can see opportunities in these things and grow, then then you will come out the other side. And using like gentle affirmations or questioning type of affirmations, rather than I'm going to be a millionaire, but mm-hmm. I'm fine. You know, I'm I'm more comfortable with money, or um, you know, I'm more open to receiving money. These kind of things. Well, yeah. Well, money's a really interesting one because yeah. obviously that's something that a lot of people are probably stressing about right yeah, now absolutely. as many of us are um but money's a hang-up that you have so oh, it's trigger, you're, yeah. yeah it's one of those things where if there's money worries yeah that when you say it's a trigger so um it's a trigger that triggers you into perhaps a, de- a depressive state if yeah. you don't you don't sort that messaging out yeah. early right yeah. and um the the thing you do is that because one of the aspects of triggering not one of the talk for you or diagnose for you but the the one thing you do is that the trigger is okay i'm not worthy of having money yeah yeah and money's being taken away from me mm. and i deserve for money to have be taken away from me mm. and i shouldn't have any more money mm. and all this kind of stuff so your affirmations center around no there's plenty of money out there and i deserve to have it mm-hmm. and i and and all of those kind of messages but again a lot of it will be working on myself rather than a, a fact as it were, yeah. As you said, like I'm deserving of, or yeah. I can attract it, or I'm good with money. Like, because yeah. that can be definitely a negative thought way back in the recesses of my head somewhere. Is I'm not very good with money because that's the kind of messaging I got as a child. Yeah, um, well, it's, it's, and that money in itself is intrinsically bad. Well, know? and the people that have money that's are bad. I mean. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's bad things you... happen to people with money. So that's yes. the other thing. It's just like, oh well, like I can't earn loads of money because otherwise something bad will happen to Lee and the kids. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, exactly. that's the interesting thing about um, when you talk about subconscious messaging. Yeah. Sometimes it can be so weird, like when you actually call it out and identify it. It sounds, and and you look at it uh, on its own. It's like, what the. That's the most stupidest statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? It's but but it's become a belief well, like within your subconscious. Fundamental right? belief as well. Yeah. Like as much as the sky is blue. <coughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like you can't it's not green. You can't yeah. you can't change that. And but you, you have to change that because it's Yeah, you it's, have to, your affirmation has to be, I accept that the sky is green. And it's like, but it's blue. Yeah, like, exactly. I accept, yeah. But um, I accept that the sky could be green. You know, yeah. it's it's about, as I say, changing the questioning the thoughts changing beginning to make that shift and 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 building on that shift and working on it yeah, and, and meditation where i was going um we went off on a bit of a tangent there but where i was going with the conscious and the subconscious and you have, and you have eighty thousand thoughts is just by saying these surface 
statements, you can't undo that. But right. you can in like a meditative state. Right. And so you, you can if you you know if you listen to affirmations when you're going to sleep, for example, mm-hmm. um, or if if you meditate regularly with visualizations, you're changing things on a much more cellular level mm-hmm. at that point than just by saying arbitrary statements to the mirror. That's why you listen to Abraham Hicks. Yes. Because they do a lot of that stuff. A lot of, on those. lot of meditation stuff. Yeah. Um, and they have the. Um, going back to the kind of step change, uh, what do they call it? Emotional guidance scale. Right. I mentioned this in, a, in another another episode, but that they have 22 um, states, right? right? And I'm not, I'm not going to list them all for people, but twenty number 22, the lowest one is fear. Right, okay. And number one is joy. Mm-hmm. And there's all these different ones to get to there. So like, for example, 17 is anger, 14 is worry, um, 10 is frustration, Five is optimism. So there's all these different things in between, right. all 22 steps. And if you're feeling fearful, obviously that's like the worst state you can be in. And and it's about your your kind of vibration and your your whole feeling and your being, your aura, as it were, if you want to get really kind of woo-woo about it. Right. Um, but raise that state just a bit. You don't yeah. have to go from fear to joy. No. But if you can just come up to anger even, which still sounds like a really negative state and it's not a good state, but it's yeah. still better than fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? So slowly work your way up these steps if you're if you're not feeling in a good place. Yeah. You only need to just move up a step. Yeah. And then think about moving up another step. You don't need to jump right up to, yeah, I'm joyful, because that's paper positivity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. see, it's, it's a, a, there's a big difference between just pretending, which is what some affirmations can do if you're not, if you're not kind of, investigating it more and trying to do it on a deeper level yeah yeah and it yeah it's interesting isn't it it's because it's um it's a long constant process absolutely and that's that's what i've really realized this year i think with everything that we went through in in 2020 and obviously what the wider world are going through um and and still are yeah Mm -hmm. you know we had two horrible conversations yesterday with one person that's known someone very close to them that's just died of COVID that was unexpected and another person that we know that's really really struggling financially literally can't put food on the table um you know it's it's still in February of 2021 like you said a very real and awful situation for lots and lots of people so it can be really easy especially for someone with my kind of natural tendency to negativity to be like, oh my God, the world's doomed. What's the point in going to hide in bed? Well, and go to fear. Yeah, exactly. Which, which Absolutely. Is, which is paralyzing, right? 100%. And if you, if you look at the two conversations that we had yesterday with those yeah. people, um, they, so you had death, like yeah. health, health worries by this invisible monster. Yeah. Yeah, where, where we, we, this person that died, we've seen a met, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not that long ago. No. So it's like, so that was very real. Mm. And the person that we're talking about who can't put food on the table has a family. Yeah. And children are similar age to ours yeah. and all this kind of stuff. So economical worries, yeah. right? So they're, they're two of, yeah, your biggest triggers, if yeah, you yeah, like, yeah, for those kind of things. And, and I suppose that's the point of affirmations and all this kind of mental reinforcement is, um, is like we said on a previous episode, like shit's gonna get thrown your way yeah. today, whether you like it or not. Like it's it's gonna happen, but you you need to create a, an environment for your headspace where not environment, but you need to build up the armory yeah, in yeah. your headspace so that you can take that shit. You just you can't give into it because what what's the alternative? Well, as you said, it's you never get out of bed. No, and and also don't just think of it from yourself. But yeah. how how can I help those two people exactly. if I go into a melted, fearful mess? Yeah. Now, I can't do anything for them. Not that I can do a huge amount for them anyway, but I can at least try and be there. Well, it, yeah, it allows you to serve, yeah, right? It exactly. allows you to, to contribute and help. And whether that be to your loved ones or whether it be to people that you know, it's, it's, it's all... It's always having that vision of okay, what kind of I've said this a hundred times on these on these podcasts, but it's like what kind of person would it be? Would you need to be to be somebody who's contributing, who's who's optimistic, who's making something in these difficult times, and then do the steps to turn you into that person? It might take a week, it might take a month, it might take a year for you to become that person, but surely that's a better use of the life we're given you know, yeah. than 
sitting in a state of fear because we're not doing any of these things because we don't want to put the discipline in and the work in to make these changes in our lives. And all we end up doing is sitting in bed all day, crying and watching the news. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think we'll leave it there on this one. But if you're, the title was Are Affirmations Effective? Yes, they are, but not just surface level. You can't just say a positive statement and expect everything to change. You know, you've, you've got to do a lot more kind of detective work of yourself among mm. uncovering and um, and consistently continually working on yourself of which affirmations is a part of that practice um, and something else I just want to say is is that um, I'm going to be setting up some rooms on uh, Clubhouse to talk more about mental health um, and share my journey a bit more so um, if you're on Clubhouse and you want to be kind of part of those discussions um, which you know I'm more than welcome to bring people up and moderate with me. I think it's a really important discussion to have. Um, I'm kate.johnson on Clubhouse. Um, come find me, hit the bell, and then you'll be notified of, of those rooms. Yeah, and there's also our Facebook page, which is Smiling Entrepreneurs. Well, our and, Facebook group. And we have a Facebook yeah. group for, for everybody. So if you're, um, and by all means, join the page, join the group. And uh, if you want to contact us directly with any questions, if you want to, Anything like that, just message us once you've joined those because then you'll pop up on our, our feeds. Yes, so. yeah, exactly. So have a good weekend, everybody. Yeah, that was episode 81. 81. So, yeah, yeah, have a good one. Bye.